Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Hello, hello. I am Vina, and I am your Dark Travels hostess. Tonight, we're going to crack open our paranormal passport and head to the capital of Finland, the city of Helsinki. Now, just to forewarn everybody, I don't know why, and I don't know how, but for whatever reason, even though it's Helsinki, in my mind, and for all of my life, which is very short years, not too long, I'm not that old, I've always thought it was Helsinki. So if I accidentally say Helsinki, just go with it. It's I'm, I'm not meaning any disrespect. For some reason, that's the word that I've always called Helsinki. Don't know why. Anywho, so getting back on 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 topic. In doing some of the research for different countries and countries that I'm actually not too familiar with, I'm not Finnish in any way possible. So sometimes I'll do some light reading on the country if I'm not familiar, and if you know one of the things to be kind of keep in the back of your mind, is if the United States doesn't have a, a an, an outstanding history or a lengthy history or any type of history with certain countries, then I don't really hear too much about that particular country. So my point is, is that sometimes I'll do some light research on the country because it's like, hmm, I don't know anything about this. In fact, I can't even pronounce the capital right. So (laughs) that should tell you a little history contact we have with Finland. Now, yes, I'm actually pretty much aware that during World War II, Finland kind of made a deal with the devil. They kind of signed up with the Nazis. But to be fair, to kind of show the bigger picture apparently russia likes to invade finland a lot likes to take their land so when the nazis were like we're we're about to start some shit finland kind of saw this as an opportunity to get back the land that russia took from them so it's kind of you know you're you're just you're in this rock in this hard place and you know It's the devil you don't know, the devil you do know kind of scenario, but everyone knows how I feel about fucking Nazis. So either way, moving on, let's talk about Helsinki. 
Believe it or not, Helsinki is actually built on top of a lot of old cemeteries. Finland, a lot of Europe, is very old. Okay. So, of course, this is going to be perfect for a lot of the paranormal activity or what have you that is, you know, going on in Helsinki. So, let's talk about our first stop. The first stop is the Finnish National Theater. And it's, if you look at the pictures, okay, it's this massive building that looks actually foreboding. It's actually right next to the uh, Helsinki railroad station. And this building was, was created for the theater company that was established in 1872. And this particular building was built in 1902. And honestly, looking at it, had I not known that this was a Finnish theater, I would have said that this is either an American prison or an American asylum. But either way, this theater is very haunted. It is believed that at least six ghosts are living their best afterlife in this theater. There is... A variety of things happening with these ghosts. There's Alda Alberg, who apparently is walking around looking for her diary. There is Beretta Lindbergh, who likes to hang out in the women's restroom. There is Carlo Bergholm, and he likes to stay in the backstage area, but the one ghost that captures, I guess you can say, the spotlight here at this particular theater is Yurho Somali. Somersali. I'm not very good at foreign languages. Everybody knows this. Now, this guy likes to wander the halls, and if he sees you see him, he's out. He's like, I'm done. No. But if you catch sight of him, you might actually notice something very scary yet interesting about his particular ghost. Yurho is a ghost that likes to wield an axe. Yes, yes. So here, here's the story of Yurho. Yurho was actually a very popular actor in his heyday. He did actually work for the Finnish National Theater for about 50 years in the years between 1908 and 1958. And he was like the guy. He was the romantic lover, like Cary Grant, or like the hero who came through at the end. So these are the roles. He was, you know, very well known, very well liked. He was very handsome. He was married to another actor, actress, by the name of Ali Samarali. Again, mispronouncing last name. And they lived and acted. It was theater was their life. However, in 1962, when he was 72 years old, Yurho decided to kill his wife with an axe. In fact, the axe that he used to kill her was actually a gift from the Finnish Actors Union. I'm not sure what that's all about. I don't know if it was like his famous role was a Viking or. Whatever, but axes? Okay, all right. I'm not finished, so I don't understand that 
But either way, he axes her to death. And she was younger than he was and very beautiful. And then he decided to hang himself from a ceiling lamp hook and, you know, made the final decision there. Now, of course, there is speculation as to why, and obviously one of the forerunners is that he was suffering from a mental illness. But either way, his ghost is the ghost that is bound carrying this weapon that he committed this heinous act with. Now, in addition to your hoe, there is a gray lady, lady in gray, and they believe that she is wandering throughout the building looking for a script. So, lots of activity going on, dead in a life, activity going on at the National Theater. So, moving from the theater, let's talk about the Burger House. Burger House. This is actually a museum, and it is believed that this particular house is the oldest house made of wood in the city. And the purpose of this museum is to give people the opportunity to experience what life was like living in a house of the of kind of middle class, upper middle class, of the 1860s and 1870s of Finland. Its original owner was Alexander Wickham the Burger, I don't know what that means. Wickholm was also the head of Helensky's fire brigade when he bought the house in 1859. And while he was living his best life there, one of his favorite things to do was to sit on a small boulder in the garden of the house. And when he died, because he loved sitting here, this was like his thinking place, Someone got the bright idea of moving this boulder and placing the boulder at his actual gravesite. Well, once that happened, paranormal activity started kicking up around the house. And it was like, uh, what the fuck? So they decided, someone probably put it together, the boulder needed to be put back so that probably Alexander can still enjoy his garden in the afterlife. Because once they returned the boulder, the paranormal activity stopped. But, I mean, either way, as a museum, you get the opportunity to kind of see what Finland was like, again, in the 1860s and the 1870s. Now, one of the things I do like to do when I provide these you know, itineraries is to give a variety of different places you can go check out museums theaters but also eat so let's talk about the restaurant capabelli ravatola yeah i probably mispronounced that anyways this restaurant was open for business in 1867 and it literally became a hot spot for people who were like the the main artists of helsinki and it, it became a meeting place, a drinking place, where famous artists, Finnish authors, poets came to, to talk, bounce ideas off, get drunk. So there is lots of lots of energy 
at this particular restaurant. Now, they do believe that the primary ghost of Ravatola is Joseph Wolentis. Now, Joseph, he actually operated the restaurant between the years of 1883 and 1904. He was from Lithuania, but while he was running the restaurant, just all these famous people would come and stay. And part of the attraction was Joseph had built a cooling beer cellar. So what that meant was on the hot summer days, he was able to serve cold beer at his establishment. And that was important because, I mean, have you tried warm beer? That shit is nasty. So he, he, had a, he actually ended up having a monopoly because people loved coming to get the cold beer. People loved coming and seeing the famous artists and the famous artists loved seeing each other. And in addition to that, he also kind of was like, you know what, I have this idea. I'm going to start serving free barefixes every Monday for those who are hungover from all the partying over the weekend. So after drinking his cold beer and getting a hangover, they can come over on Monday, Monday morning, for a free prefix. And it was a huge hit. And again, he just, people just loved coming here. Now, they believe he is now haunting the building because it has lost its monopoly it's lost its status of popularity over the years and despite this though he does like to hang around he's playing games he'll move furniture around and he's like i'm here y'all need to step up your game i had famous people here y'all fix this so joseph is like mm, mm, failed all right so let's talk about hotels Hotel Camp. Hotel Camp was built by Carl and Maria Camp in 1887. And Carl was actually like a well-known restauranter person. And this particular hotel was very refined. Like it was considered to be very refined, like the most refined in Finland. It apparently had a operating elevator and electricity and because of how fancy and bougie 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 it was very famous people would come and stay here and maria was like very on top of it she was very well very good at taking care of it and to this day it is believed that she is the one still haunting and well checking out she's making sure shit's getting done at her hotel in the afterlife so they believe that she's roaming the corridors she's riding the elevators and to play a trick in the afterlife she likes to lock the doors you know from the inside and if somebody's forgotten a door especially the housekeeping she likes to close it with a bang so she's like you guys need to stay on top of this because, you know, I, I worked my ass off for this hotel. But like I said, this hotel was considered to be the hotel in Finland. In fact, the Emperor Hirohito of Japan 
has stayed here. Queen Noor of Jordan has stayed here. Elton John, Sharika, Madonna, uh, those people, they have stayed there. And this hotel is so fancy, bougie, bougie. I guess I say that word wrong. That it is surrounded by very expensive shops, fancy cafes. Kind of sounds like, I don't know if Rodale Drive is still a thing here in America because I don't fucking care. But it kind of sounds like in its heyday, this hotel is on Finland's Rodale Drive. Now, one of the cute little open spaces, if you will, that Helsinki has is the old church park. Like I said before, a lot of Helsinki is is built on top of graveyards, graves. And this particular park is no different. So one of the things that happened in 1710, so we're talking 300 years ago, a plague had struck Helsinki. And the sad part is it literally wiped out over a third of their population. That's how bad this plague was. And so what they did was is they just dug up these big pits and dumped the bodies in. Today, it's a park. People go and enjoy it. They're, in fact, they host small events. But without a doubt, it is definitely a place where people are buried. And, you know, that's the kind of thing about Finland, or the kind of curious thing that I, I was reading about. Finland has had a lot of plagues, have a lot of famine, a lot of problems. In fact, in 1695 to 1697, all of Finland apparently had a very severe famine. And because of it, because there was no food, a third of the population, and we're talking an estimation of 150,000 people died in this famine that happened. And it was, a, it was a combination of cold summers, warm winters that caused the harvest to rot, that caused flooding, that caused all these problems. And unfortunately, it left a vast population to starve to death. In fact, there's even a th- some talk that people resorted to cannibalism because of the lack of food. And no judgment because, you know, there's a huge story on the Donna Party here in California having to resort to the same decisions. All right. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it's really sad to read that when, it's, when you're going to have turkey today. So, <laughs> either way, let's talk about something else cheerful. Let's go back to the theater. The Alexander Theater. Now, as I kind of mentioned before with the fucking Nazis, it seemed like Finland's had a lot of engagements with the Russians. Russians been coming over a lot, probably not wanted, going back, getting kicked out kind of scenario. Well, in 1880, they built a theater, and it was named after the Russian Emperor Alexander. And the, the building was actually initially used as barracks theater for the Russian military again the Russians and it evolved it was kind of like a theater for the opera because the Russians love their opera but the stones that they had utilized 
to build the opera house was actually stones from the fortress of Bomarsaran in Alin. And apparently this particular fortress was bombed during the Korean War. And, you know, people died in that fortress. So people got a little attached to the materials. So when the Russians picked up the materials and brought them to Helsinki, guess what? Someone rode along a Russian military ghost. And he's a big fan. He loves to sit around, especially in when the when the actors are rehearsing. The actors can see something in the audience that doesn't belong there. And in, there was even an instance where a director felt someone tapping him on the back when, again, nobody was there. Even Even an audio technician had the same experience. Tapped on the back, turned around, nobody was there. And... And they've even seen this ghost, this Russian military ghost guy moving about, the actors have. And in one instance, these these children were practicing their ballet in a separate room of the theater when they came out screaming that they saw a pair of military boots floating in the air, just all random, because the goats like to mess with the kids as well. So if you get an opportunity, Helsinki is definitely a place you want to check out. And you have the opportunity to check out not one, but two theaters, as well as a restaurant and a hotel. Now, one of the most, the houses considered to be the most haunted is a place, this is like a 12-letter word, guys, so, I mean, let's just be honest. I'm not going to get this right. The Tumumarikolawa Manor, which was built in the 1700s by a treasurer in the army, a gentleman by the name of Johannes Wickham And this particular house is considered to be a very beautiful place, but it is haunted by the child of the first owner, Johannes's daughter, Natalia Kavalev. And in addition to her, I'm not exactly sure if it's her and different forms in her life, but there's also an elderly woman that likes to hang out in the attic as well as the park, you know, checking out the sights, I'm sure, seeing what the kids are wearing these days. Who's Pokemon Go? I don't know. I don't play it. So that was the other thing when we were talking about earlier about, like, the plagues and the starvation. It it was literally... One of the czars, one of the Russian czars, again, because they were trespassing, thinking they fucking can just take things over like Ukraine. They actually, one of the czars actually gave permission to move some of the cemeteries because the city was expanding and they needed more room. But sometimes they just resorted to building the city on top of the graves. And that's how it was. But that happens in a lot of places, too. So, no judgment there. All right, so that is Helsinki, and I'm surprised. I I really kind of kept it together there for the most part. No Helsinki. So, all right, that is what I have for you tonight. On to business. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. We have a Facebook page, and if you are curious and or interested and would like to join, send us a request. But if you have a topic or a town or a city that you would like us to delve into or have Sierra cover a serial killer, let us know. 
Or if you have a topic. I, you know, sometimes I come up with these crazy topics off the top of my head. I'm like, mm, I am a little brilliant. But not always. Sometimes not always. Anyways. Okay. So until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is where we hope to meet you where the dark corners are. Thank you.